What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 54 of your mom's favorite threesome, a.k.a. the Brian Erlacher episode, apparently. Uh, you goddamn right. <laughs> um, and we got your weekend recap, uh, everything that's been going on in sports, including, apparently, breaking news, uh, we've got a new fan of the podcast, and that's uh, Zach Wilson. <laughs> Because yeah. uh, he supports what we're doing here with uh, with moms. <laughs> with moms. With yeah. moms. Uh, shout out Zach. By the way, we also support <laughs> Zach Wilson. We are now officially a Zach Wilson fan, <laughs> fan yeah, podcast. Yeah, uh, which we'll we'll dive into a little bit of that here in a little bit. But uh, overall, yeah, I've got a lot to talk about here today. Obviously, we are now under fifty days till college football. Uh, so we're going to start the show with a little bit of college football talk. But before we get to that. Let me see what's going on with the boys. What's going on? Not much, man. Same old, same old. What's going on with you guys? Um, not much. You know, just getting done with the weekend and yeah, get started the weekend. Yeah. Dude, do, do, why do I feel like Preston like lives like a rock star, and me and you are just like some bitches? <laughs> we don't do shit. Well, I feel like Preston likes to get out more. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I can lit, enjoy. Though. I can enjoy Friday night and. Uh, and then, of course, you I'm work su- your ass off. So. I'm such a homebody too, and I'm like, I'm gonna stay at the crib and cook. And by the way, it's also watch movies with outside. my girlfriend. Yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna say, forget that. It was miserable being outside. Um, but yeah, I, I have been on the move a lot lately. <laughs> been a lot. Preston of, uh, does everything, a lot of different bro. Things, but um, no, I'll tell you what. The biggest thing about getting older, about nine thirty, ten o'clock, even if it is a Friday, Saturday. Your boy's starting to wind down where I'm just like, ugh, I'm, I'm beat. I, like I'm, if you're not partying? Yeah, like, you're either all in exactly. or you're like I gotta not exactly. at all. If we don't have something set, I, I just start dwindling. Yeah, just like, it's over with. Yeah. I know. Someone, you just got to ride that train. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. just, just like say, fuck the, fuck the plan. Just ride that train on out and then just see where it takes you. Yeah, yeah I feel you, bro. If it takes you right to bed, then, you know. It's, so, it's, it's meant to yeah. be. Yeah. That's me, too. Like, I have to get mentally prepared, like. If I know we're going to be doing a lot of drinking or we're going somewhere, I just have to, like, lock in and be like, okay, okay, it's game time. Yeah. Like, get the cobwebs off. Let's go. Yeah. So. But, no, um, yeah, I've been jumping around to a lot of things. In fact, today, actually, um, what is it, the July 23rd, the uh, Tulsa Drillers are doing a uh, 918 weekend is what they're calling it, calling it. And they're doing a thing where they're having all the local breweries come and they'll have their like tents set up and everything, and you can like um, you buy a ticket to it, to the game and to this whole section or whatever, to where you're going to uh, be able to go through and taste all these different uh, lo- local craft beers and stuff like that while watching the game. So when is this? It's on Saturday, July twenty third. That sounds like a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Yeah. Well, if that kid knows, Bluebell is having all you can eat ice cream buffet <laughs> that day <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, this Saturday, actually, the the sixteenth. Nice. <laughs> so and the Brian Broken Arrow. So if you guys want to go to that, you should too. Well, Friday, uh, I will be uh, River Spirit Pool. So oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, look at us being all diverse. <laughs> pool and beer and ice cream. And ice cream. What more can you want? <laughs> That's the Tulsa life. Yep. T town life, baby. But uh, anyway, super excited about that. I mean, what's better than beer and baseball? So, a pool. 
<laughs> they got a flash pad there. <laughs> At Driller Stadium? Yeah. Oh, sick. Got like a I, little, actually, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, they got the, in center field, it's that little, um, where all the kids Oh, yeah, they there. do have that. That's yeah, awesome. So. Yeah. You're going to cool. be. I already, I already know. You're going to be know, red I only know, shit. like, I only know left center where it's, uh, for, or was it left or right center for Thursday Thursdays? Yeah, left. Yeah. 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 That's all I know out there. <laughs> Philly's going to be so red. We still need to go to a game. We've been saying it. and we. Have well, it's too hot now. We're going to wait till September. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just show up later. Yeah, I think this Wednesday or this Thursday is supposed to be like 104. Then next Thursday it's supposed to be like 106. That's, yeah, that bump awful. that. That sounds awful. <laughs> that, sounds that sounds sweet. That sounds awful. But uh, anyway, yeah. Um, obviously, starting all this uh, conference realignment talk, everything in the NCAA uh, been talking about. Apparently, there's going to be a lot of more movement with all this here in the upcoming weeks. So a lot of people are obviously traveling right now with, uh, you know, the summertime and all that. And that once everyone kind of gets back into the groove of things, we're supposed to hear a lot more, um, mm-hmm. you know, splashes and things like that. But anyway, it's just kind of got us in the spirit of things and what, you know, what we have coming back. Uh, obviously super excited. A lot of great storylines going into the season. Yeah. Even without all the conference realignment, but one thing that stays true, and that's the good old rivalries in college football, and that's something that I think can get everyone super excited about. It's that one, you know, game every year you can kind of count on, circle, and count on it, it being a uh, you throw the records out and you just let the two teams play um, because we've seen a lot of great upsets over the years in you know rivalry play, so. We wanted today to do a top five of our um, favorite rivalries in college football. We're continuing our top five. Yep. List do, yeah, so we'll do a list season. Yeah, uh, every week of our top five something with college football to kind of yeah, feed into the season uh, just because, you know, we're, we're football heads. So, um, Sam, would you like to start with your number five? Whew, man, number five is tough. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's – now this, this is our opinion, right? This is our, I mean, yeah, this, this is, is our a, opinion. Yeah, you know, so um, man, it, it was it was tough cho- uh, choosing, but I'm going to go with. Now both these teams haven't been very good in a while, but when they were good, this rivalry was almost as good as it gets. And I'm going to go with Miami, Florida State oh, at five. I thought about that um, because I mean those those like '90s, 2000s games were. I mean, some of those were the stuff of legends. Um, the talent that were on the field, the you know, the coaches uh, on the sidelines, you know, the atmosphere. I mean, it was just really a, a heyday for both Florida State and Miami. And like I said, Miami is starting to kind of get a little momentum going. New coach, you know, with the NIL, the new donors, you know, just you know, recruiting is going off right now. I still got to translate on the field. Um, we'll see how that goes because I still have my uh, questions about uh, Cristobal as a head coach. But I also think he's going to be turning into one of these guys who's going to be more of a CEO type than like being as involved. Yeah. We'll what, see. what was your favorite game? Man. Miami, Florida from back in the day. You know, I mean, we could talk about the – there was – I think it was the 2000 – I think it was a 2001 or 2002 game. Um, it was in Tallahassee. It was raining, 
and Miami with their all whites. Uh, this was back in the day when they wore like those multicolored visors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just came, I mean, it was just it was. I mean, they ended up running away with the game, but for most of the game, it was just nothing but just a hard ass hitting game that was just what you wanted to watch and what you want out of a college football rivalry with teams that hated each other. Yeah, with teams that absolutely hate each other. And that's so, that's and no thing. social media like that yeah, back in the day. That's the thing no social media at all. Both teams really fucking hated each other. Yeah. yeah, and they were both really good. Then. Yeah, I mean, you think of Florida State, uh, you know, wins at nineteen ninety nine. Uh, loses to OU in 2000, uh, you know, and then you got Miami, who are coming right out of the 90s of you know absolutely dominating. Mm-hmm. And uh, did they win in 2001? One, which yeah. is arguably the Beating greatest. Nebraska. Well, I was going to say, then you think about that that Miami team, and you're like, that's where, where they had the crazy draft. And was McGahey on that team? Yep. McGahey was on the 2001. McGahey, right? Frank Gore. Yeah. Um, oh, that list is insane. Oh yeah. If we go Wait, the is, list, it, is it Reggie? Wasn't he on that team too? Who? Reggie Wayne. Or Reggie Wayne. Andre Reggie Wayne. Johnson. <laughs> Jeremy Shockey. God. Uh, I think Helen Winslow was a backup yeah, to in, Jeremy Shockey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, defense had. Uh, I'll say, so can you Ed, say stacked, bro? They had Ed Reed. They had. Uh, uh, let's in 2001? I think Sean Taylor was on that. I think Sean Taylor was a backup on that team. God. Dude, I mean, it was. Yeah, it was stupid. I mean, legitimately just dumb. Yeah, that team. It's it is I, arguably the greatest college football team. Ever. Dude, I would love to know how many uh, all oh, pro, um, how many how many times like each player made a Pro Bowl like together, like a total. He uh, line his name is just escaping me. He works at ESPN. He played for the Saints for a bunch of years. He was involved in Bounty Gate. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Vilma. That's it. Jonathan Vilma was on that team. And I remember that national championship against Nebraska. He smoked a receiver or running back that, I mean, just waylaid him. And, uh, I mean, yeah. And that was, I mean, even then, even Florida State, even though they weren't on par with Miami that year, Florida State still had a good team that year as well. Um, Not like that, though. Not like that. (laughs) I mean, that's tough. Yeah, they were number 13 at the time. Uh, Florida State was. 49-27 was that final. So are y'all doing? Are y'all doing both? Like, are you just going through your entire list? Or are you just going back and forth? We're going back and forth like we did last uh, week with uh, sure. the. Uh, see what we do last week. We did oh best uh, non conference games for twenty twenty two. Who you got at five, Preston? Jesus, that team is so stupid. I know. Yeah, <laughs> just looking at this is insane. I just remember just the reason why that game stands out to me is because there was a hit that Sean Taylor landed. And it's just like in the rain with that visor. He used to wear – he didn't wear gloves. He used to wear tape on his fingers oh, with like yeah. the armband. I was uh, just like, okay, so this is just the sickest look I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, okay, very nice. Uh, no, I'm going to go Army-Navy. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. You know, it's one of those ones. It's the it's the week after uh, conference championship, so it's got its own weekend by itself mm-hmm. where you're like you're missing football. Uh you know, and you know that there's only bowl games left. And you watch this game. Um, obviously, all the build-up to it is fantastic. All the great stories and everything from both sides. All the tradition and everything that goes into it. Um, ultimately, it, it just—it's a hell of an experience. It's something that I would die to have to go to and uh, actually experience it in the flesh. So, I want to. I, I just think that even though those teams aren't really playing for, uh, you know, national championship um, type 
you know situations it's more about you know pride. The, the pride yeah. and you know everything else that goes in it between army and navy so that's my number five my number four is army navy um so and i just i mean just piggybacking on what you uh, just said i mean the one week by itself after conference championships after the heisman it's after the heisman trophy presentation um i mean it's at a cold you know winter day i mean and between those two teams it's doesn't i mean obviously we have something that gets better than that but as far as football goes it's tough to beat it and yeah. like i said not they're not playing for any national championships neither team has done that in a long ass time but they're playing for pride they're playing for country i mean they're just and they're giving everything they got i mean and you can't and they've actually the last few years i think the games have come down to final possessions yeah um which is a football fan you want too so it's i mean really it's it's just one of the greatest rivalries in college football for sure um Next, I got Alabama Auburn. Um, is your number four? Yep. Um, obviously, this series is, especially in the last you know ten years or so, have really has really taken off ten fifteen years, um, in exciting games that we've been able to see. Um, this is you know it's it's kind of obviously the in state rivalry. Um, I just think of the big moments. You think of all the big players coming through. You think of uh, the circumstances of what it means, what they're playing for. It's everything that you want in a rivalry. And the fact that it's been as um, competitive as it has been over the last few years makes it that much sweeter. So I I couldn't leave it off this list. Uh, My number three is Alabama-Auburn. I mean, it's the greatest in-state rivalry in college football. Yeah. it was the only one that's on my list of in-state rivalries. Um, like you mentioned, I mean, the players that have come out of it, the games, you know, Cam coming back against Bama, uh, the national title run, um, you know, but then, of course, look who they, you know, the, who Bama had on that team at that time. Uh, you look at uh, the kick six, which is one of the most iconic plays in oh, college I, football history. It literally broke my phone. I'll never forget this. So – uh, a buddy and I were working uh, for another, um, doing a little side job deal, working a valet for uh, a company, and uh, we were working a wedding or something like that. And we're outside, hadn't seen anybody in a while, so we're just sitting there watching it on our phone. But like it was like the play-by-play; it was an actual video. And so it literally goes ends Alabama wins, and I'm like, oh. Alabama ended up pulling it off because, uh, I mean, you know, they had a fight back to get in that game. Yeah. And um, some, or he was like, no, no, Auburn just won. I think, no, I'm serious. Like, look, here it says final Alabama. And he was like, no, dude, I'm telling you, Al- uh, uh, Auburn. Auburn just returned uh, a kick or something like that. And all of a sudden, yeah, I end up seeing the play, and it's like, oh, my God. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, just an, a fantastic moment. So, yeah, it was a, beautiful. Uh, rough end of the season for Bama because they had that game and then a month later they got waxed in New Orleans yep. you're damn right what was it nine sacks nine sacks yeah. th- through two picks yeah um, but uh, and then of course the funny thing is, is that Auburn ended up going to play Florida State uh, which was the last time that Florida State was really good in the national title game and I, I to be quite honest the luck that Auburn had that year with the kick six 
with that miracle touchdown against Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I just I literally thought Auburn was about to his destiny destiny, like, yeah. and then they go down and actually they take the lead late against uh, uh, Florida State, and I'm like this. This just a magical fucking run. Yeah. Um, but you know, Jameis just had one Famous last drive. Jameis. He had one last drive. Jameis, in him. Jameis, baby. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, Auburn, Alabama. That is my uh, number three. My number three. Um, obviously, is a little biased, uh, but it's it's Bedlam. It's okay. It's OU, Oklahoma State. Um, the reason why I, you know, I mean, it's hard. You could hardly call it a rival. Uh, when um, you know, it so that, was at ninety to sixteen. So that's why I would ask you now. Are, the only reason why you would have it's yeah, it's like 80s. 90 to nineteen. Ninety nineteen. Yeah. Um, the only reason why you would consider having that over say like Nebraska OU is because that OU Nebraska. I mean, they haven't played each other. First time was last year, right. and well over like right. ten. It, yeah. Obviously, years. a rivalry never quote-unquote quote dies. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, obviously we haven't seen it in a while. You know, last year was cool to see it, but Nebraska hasn't been quite Nebraska. The reason why I put this on my list is, A, because obviously being um, from Oklahoma, yeah. this is something you look forward to every year, all that. But it's what it has given us <laughs> Oh yeah, over the last, let's just call it, 12 years. You know, I agree. Um, and I, I think anyone – nationally would agree with something like that because it's been some of the best freaking football. I mean, they're high-scoring games. They've uh, and, uh, put a lot of talent out there. And it's just, you know, you always know one thing. You take the over in Bedlam. and uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because it, it, it doesn't disappoint as far as that goes. And so, I mean, it you always know there's going to be fireworks. You know, last year was uh, as crazy as it was, you know, OSU, those are – those. Um, those are wrenching things and ends up winning that game then. And, and that's what I'm saying. You can always throw the records out. You can always uh, just know that these two teams are going to compete. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's a great, it has become a great rivalry, obviously, around here. So, Well, you guys also get to feel the energy, too. You know, a lot of these other games, we, we watch it through the TV right. and we kind of try to absorb point. the energy. But yeah. when you're here for OU-OSU, and you see all these people get together and, yeah. you know, they're crimson and cream and they're, you know, orange and black. You're just like you feel a part of oh, it. You feel the energy. So there's certain games you just want to be excited. You want to be like it's fun like having people over and watching a game. There are certain games where you have to be like, all right, we've got to go out and watch this game oh, somewhere. Because yeah. you want that energy. I mean, you Hell like, yeah. like last year, uh, obviously with Texas, the Texas OU game. I mean, being out watching that at Fassler and just the just as crazy as that game was. I mean, watching that with a place full of people, I mean, you can't be there, so you can try to find maybe the next close yeah. thing, and it's just unbelievable. Right. I mean, you know, Antoine, you and I had went to Bedlam, you know, a few years back and, uh, you know, tailgated all day and did that all day. Oh, I mean, my. It's, it's, it's all God. the buildup that goes into it as well. I mean, that's what's awesome it about was hella fun the too, football bro. experience. Is that you got the tailgating, you got the game itself, you got the after party, you know, everything that goes into it. Because we didn't even go inside the game. No, we actually didn't go to the game. We, we just, just literally, you know, we just 16. tailgated and, like, watched it on somebody's TV that was tailgating. Yeah. Then we went to freaking Murphy's yeah. and got obliterated. Yeah. I, I got obliterated. I don't know about Preston, sure. <laughs> but I Somebody got tore up. Somebody had to drive us home. <laughs> I got tore up. Bro. I was, uh, 
So I was riding uh, with Jamari and his wife to uh, we decided to go down the Norman. It was the 16 game. Um, it was for the Big 12 title. And uh, I had gone out all night, Friday night. So I was in the back seat, hurting, like hungover. I immediately walked into uh, um, uh, Bar. Damn, I forget the name. Bar in Norman starts with an M. M? Or maybe an L. Logies? Logies. Yeah. We went right into Logies. I ordered Fireball and a beer. And I. Just had to get. I got myself right. We just parked ourselves in front of one of the biggest TVs there, and of course, to our our amazement, that is exactly where all the OSU fans parked themselves. Oh boy! Right in front of there, and uh, I remember it's the hit when the uh, linebacker. It might have been safety hit Didi and knocked him out of the game, and one of the guys was just talking so much shit. And uh, I remember Jamari. <laughs> Jamari. And one of the rare times he ever gets mad was like, this guy doesn't shut the fuck up. He's still screaming in my ear. I'm going to say something. And I was just like, I was well on my way again. So I was like, go ahead. You know. <laughs> Jamari got mad? Jamari got mad. Well, the dude was being, I mean, look. I can't see that. And it's all I know. You fans don't do it too. Oh, but no. uh, the dude was being an asshole. So, uh, I mean, he was talking shit, and he was kind of—he was literally like right up on Jamari and like screaming and doing all this. Shit. And his team's getting—they're losing. I yeah. mean, they're—they're they're losing the game. So, but uh, yeah, so I understand where he was coming from. But so if you're gonna do something, go ahead. There we go. Yeah, that's funny. Bad boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great pick. Uh, my number two is Ohio State, Michigan. Um, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, I there were there. I mean, number one, it's not it's it's Preston's number two too. Uh, is that your number two too? Uh-huh. Let's just let's just, yeah. just go ahead and take together. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have the same number two and one. Yeah. There is no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they are the, t- for me, and I mean, it's it's the tougher in all these other sites that have they actually have Bama, Auburn at two, but I mean, Ohio State, Michigan. You want to talk about hate? I mean, you're yeah. talking about two teams that just absolutely hate each other. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's a lot of great things that go into it. You know, the the disappointing part of it has been it's been so one sided for so long. It has. And you know, obviously Michigan gets it done last year. Everyone, you know, was like, okay, this is a big step for them. They had to get that monkey off their back because it had been such a lopsided series for a while and not very competitive. No. That's where I'm like, that's what makes the bedlam. Um, rivalry so I get great is because we even win like one team so much better than the other one. We they've kept it like really competitive the entire time to where a lot of those games came down in the last second. Where these Ohio State Michigan games have been absolute blowouts. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the last really good one I think was the one in Ohio State that had what controversy, controversy, the one when uh, they gave. They had it looked like Michigan had stopped them a oh, yard short, and then they yeah. gave them like a yard, and then another yard. Yeah, yeah. and I remember uh, yeah. it was they won in overtime. It was a JT Barrett, I think. He was a. It was I think it might have been the year that they went to Norman and beat OU mm. in, in sixteen. That was a very eye opening game for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. It was like the talent level was very different. And you oh were yeah. Just like, uh, okay, we're not as good as I thought we were. Um. But at least Joe makes you return that touchdown. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, no Michigan, and you know, I mean, I hope Michigan continues to keep building. Oh, for sure. Um, because I mean, you don't want it to be a one-off. You want it to, these to be still competitive, fun games. 
Um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, Michigan lost a lot of talent yeah. off that defense. They lost a defensive coordinator. Uh, and Ohio State's offense is arguably the best in the country. So Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, that's the problem is Ohio State's shown that they can reload on, you know, once they lose talent and they continue to just get, you know, more beat, talent. Yeah, get more talent be the same team from the year before kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas Michigan finally put it all together, was able to put a pretty good team together to beat Ohio State, mm-hmm. but then show that they're nowhere near competing for uh well, they show they, they they show they can handle Ohio State, and then they get on the national level shows right. just to how far off they are. Absolutely. Which I mean, I mean, as OU fans, we've seen that oh, before too. For so. sure. Yeah. Um, Fortunately, we know all too well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, number one, it's OU Texas. Sooner. Now, for hundred um, percent, you know, I mean, anyone who knows anyone around this part of the country knows what kind of rivalry this is and how it literally has Austin basically send all their troops and Norman send all their troops and everyone just meets in Dallas and everyone gets there, which is so funny that Norman's actually closer to Dallas than Austin is to Dallas. Um, But anyway, you just get everyone down there for a whole weekend you know, I, mean, I told you it, it. It's so cool. You know, school. It's nuts. School uh, mm-hmm. closes on Friday for OU mm-hmm. in, te- in Texas, to where no classes or anything like that, and they're just like get down there. And everyone goes down there. It's hate week. You know, everything that goes on at the university that week is fantastic. It's uh, such a great experience. Then you get down there, and everyone parties their ass off all Friday to turn around and have an 11 o'clock kickoff the next day. Oh, yeah. And, Everybody's uh, hungover. Actually, they're probably, they were hungover, showed up tailgate, yeah. got drunk again, yeah. then going to the stadium. Yeah. Um, the, it's so crazy, though. They have to have that game at 11 o'clock, bro. I, I guess. I don't no, know. No, I remember, I remember you, bro, those 2.30 I had games. Park, yeah, I, say, I had to park in, a, in, in, like, a neighborhood that low-key reminded me of the projects, but what? Right. guess well, what? that area by the stadium's awful. I mean, it's funny. You, you watch that, the That's game. the one reason why I don't think they want to have yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah they yeah. wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. They have that. It's it's not. It's crazy. But see, I'm going to ask for a night game. I, I just need a 2.30. I mean, they and they used to have the 2.30 yeah. games. I mean, the game, uh, the famous game with uh, Roy Williams, mm-hmm. that was a 2.30 game. Yeah. So He I, was there, too, last year. Oh, yeah, Rory's around there somewhere. Yeah, no, I mean that's what I'm saying. It, it just brings everyone out. Dude. I mean, you got a lot of star power coming through there. You know, I, I always talk about my first one, my uh, my sophomore year in college, uh, or freshman year, it was freshman year, yeah, freshman year in college. We go down there, and uh, I've never seen anything like it. It might have been sophomore. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, never seen anything like it. It was an incredible experience. We get in the stadium, had great seats. And I'll just remember when Texas's band was playing their fight song and they got the big-ass drum and everything. And, and, you know, you just hear the whole half of the stadium just yell out, oh, you sucks. And, it, and I was just, like, so intimidated for a moment. <laughs> I was just like, holy hell, so this is, this is OU Texas. And, of course, we put an absolute thumping on them. So that didn't really help them very what year, much. What year was this? This would have been 2012. Okay, so this is – Probably this is the last real like blowout yeah. in the series because it seems like since then, I mean I think the next closest blowout would have been the one in like I think like fourteen, I think Texas won that like thirty three to twenty, 
Yeah. That uh, right. That's when, yeah, that was because uh, they just came out and just were more, just more physical. But since then, I mean, those games, even with Texas being down, those games have always been because of that energy. Just, I mean, the energy, the was, crowd. It was sixty-three to twenty-one. <laughs> oh yeah, was that the uh, Damian Williams yeah. touchdown run yeah. game? Yeah, I, there's right in front of me too, so that was awesome because I was right down there by that end zone. So that was very cool, and of course that was the leap too, where uh, Millard hurdled oh, yeah. that dude. Did Blake yeah. and Blake Bell ran for yeah. ran for three I, touchdowns that day. I was gonna say I knew he was a big part of it. So what is it? You I got, think he ran for three. Got the belldozer going. Uh, where is it? Four. He ran for four. Okay, four I, I knew it was like four. Three Thirty-one four. yards for four touchdowns. And I think Landry threw yeah. two touchdowns. Yep, two three hundred twenty-one yards. Yeah, it was it was a rush attack is really what that was because you know, Damian Williams one hundred sixty-seven, um, Brennan Clay fifty-nine, Whaley fifty-one, Millard forty-five, Bell thirty-one. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was it was fantastic. But that's a, that's also a statement to how those games usually go. Team that usually runs the best in those games, usually the one that ends up winning those games. Yep. Well, like you said, I mean, you hit it, uh, hit the nail right on the head. It's about being physical. You know, for so long we'd had these very talented teams, but Texas would come in and just be more physical, and you're just like, what the hell's going like? And then once we start kind of matching them. Um, with that physicality and everything like that, that seemed like when OU started, you know, laying it to them. So. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, not so much last year. Well, I mean, you could talk say that a little bit about last year's game. But the, I just think more to the game, the Jalen Hurts, when he was here, mm-hmm. that game, yep. the defense was just so much more physical early yep. on. And it was still a close game yeah. because they just could not. Put him away. Ooh, well, not, not, but, I mean, thank God for CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. No, for sure. I think about almost the comeback the last time with Kyler Murray. You oh, know, yeah. I, I, le- I left. I couldn't watch it anymore. I was so pissed, all that. We were going to uh, another uh, bar or something like that and get some food. And, all, you know, I'm, I'm getting updates or whatever and like that. And, you know, Kyler sc- scores on that quick run, and all of a sudden we're within Just striking off distance. And running. And, yeah, yeah. And it's like, God. And then we tie it. It's like, holy and then what just, just happened? And just legitimately, and they you knew what they were going to do, and they just I mean, but that defense was so bad in eighteen. Yeah, I mean, was, just was, I mean, literally, it was so bad. And the legend of Dicker the kicker happened, ends up kicking the game winning field goal. Yeah. yeah, they got their revenge. The big real quick before we get off yeah. rivalries, though, what what year would you say was like the most hyped like game? Like rivalry wise, like you don't even it doesn't even have to be like something like consistent. It's, it happens every year, like OU Texas, right? Like, would you say Texas USC? Would you say? I mean, you, you could you could say, well, you said rivalry. Though. Yeah, you're saying we're talking rivalry. Are you talking about game? So we'll we'll talk about uh, our yeah, games. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Let, hey, no, let's stick to rivalry. Okay, USC yeah, you're right. It, no, it, it stick fall, to rivalry. It falls in that same year, and that's USC Notre Dame. That's the Bush Push game. Yeah, that was that was a big time because this that was, was like Notre the Dame. most hype. Like in this the was last like Notre Dame coming back. Yeah, and like the last twenty years, you would say that was the most hype. Not not maybe the most, but it's right there because Notre Dame. Yeah, was coming back up and being a, a dominant program. USC was you know had started this whole you know dynasty kind of thing, and Notre Dame has them on the ropes right there at the end, and freaking Matt Leinart gets stuffed at the. 
uh, goal line, and Reggie Bush runs up and pushes him across the goal line. Oh, sneaking, yeah. It becomes the Bush-Push yeah. game. The Bush-Push game. And that was always – there was always talks like that was – because at times in college football, and yet they never really called it, that's supposed to be illegal. Right. And yeah. They, yeah. they never really called it. Um, another one was uh, – that when uh, was in 06 when Troy Smith won the Heisman, that Michigan yeah. Ohio State because I think that was one and two. Yeah, I believe Ohio State was one and Michigan was two, and uh, that game ended up being like forty two to thirty eight. I mean, that yeah. was a incredibly hype game. All yeah. right, and favorite year, favorite favorite game. Oh, hey, out of Texas. out of out of all the teams you name, favorite game. Well, hey, well, we'll get. Well, I think we're gonna do that one week. Top five games or something like that. Top five games. Yeah, all yeah. Right, all right, we'll but, save it. but I will say rivalry too. Uh, games. We'll stick with that. Uh, Texas, Texas Tech, Crabtree. Yeah. Wait, I mean, they don't really. Do they still do that game? Hmm? Does Texas and Texas A and M play? No. no, they don't that's, play anymore. That's, see, that's the game that, that, that got like canceled, the, right? That's the game. That's a rivalry that falls under like Nebraska, Oklahoma. Yeah. Because they don't play it as much now. Those two fucking hate each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That should that's, be a rival. That what, should be one of those rivalries. That, what that is that happen. called though? That's called the what? what I know was, there is a name. Is yeah. it something River? No. 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 That's what ours is. Yeah, River. it's Red River, right? No, there is a name for that, but yeah, A and M fans and Texas fans are not going along. They fucking hate each other. Well, it's because A and M's a freaking cult. <laughs> yeah, that's. Fair. I'm sorry if we got the A and M fans out there, but. Jeez, I mean that group of people are the unique. Lone Star Showdown. They're unique, yeah. Um, but uh, I think uh, I would say, as far as just like going off Texas and OU, I would say probably the ones I could think of that were the most hyped were in probably in t- two thousand one. Uh, yeah. That was the Royal Williams game. I think those two were like two and five. Yeah. Both those, like I think OU was two and Texas was five. I think in 08, uh, Bradford's Heisman year. I think those they were both top ten teams. Yeah, that was a game that lost. Yeah, for, I mean, though fortunately, you think a lot of really great games OU's been involved in the last twenty years, and most of them they lost. Yeah, Ugh, gross. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, but most re- they haven't had really. I mean, I guess the Big Twelve title game. Yeah, which was had, which was great, good game. That was a really good game actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, obviously getting super excited about college football season coming back. Just talking about stuff like this is, I'm, I've been thinking about this all day, being like, oh man, like, I can't wait for these, you know, more yeah. games like, you know, that we're talking about, these matchups and things like that. And, you know, programs coming back and rivalries coming back and all that. I mean, including OU Nebraska this year. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be great. We both talked about that being a, a big non-conference game that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of get to see uh, where Nebraska's at. And get to see where, where OU's at. Yeah. Because that's going to be OU's real – I mean, that's their first litmus test. I mean, yeah. they, they they get Kent State and they get uh, – God, I can't remember who they – I get UTEP. They get UTEP and Kent yeah. State and then they get Nebraska at Nebraska. 11 a.m. Because yeah. fuck Fox. <laughs> um, I mean, seriously. They get Nebraska OU at 11, but I get the week before that, they have Texas and Alabama that's going to be at 11. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck are they thinking? That is the most bizarre thing to me ever. Like, I, I can't even explain, like, why that would be. I mean, they get they get the 7 o'clock game, too. So They it's get like, primetime games. Yeah, so I mean, why would we not mix that? I don't know. That seems like a, that needs to be a flex. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Flex that game. 
But uh, yeah, in Lincoln, I mean Scott Frost, his job is on the line. Um, they've they've retooled their entire staff. Um, they had some pretty decent little transfers that came in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, OU's going against Casey Thompson again. Uh, you know, OU is you know first year head coach, new staff. Uh, you know, they get they bring uh, Dylan Gabriel, new quarterback. I mean, it's it's got all the intrigue that you would want, especially in a rivalry game, yep. to see where both of them are kind of heading. Um, sure. So, yeah, it's definitely – it's one it's a rivalry I would like to see get back to it. But, I mean, there's a ton. I looked through – when I was going through it, there's a lot of – I mean, you know, the border war, Missouri-Kansas. Yeah. I mean, Kansas sucks, obviously. But we all remember that one game, the – the year that they were both one Kansas, and two, yeah, and that was a uh, that was that was pretty great. Yeah, but uh, that's still a fun rivalry. Um, some other ones that ran across um, the Holy War, Utah BYU. Yeah, that's always a fun one. You know, yeah. Zach Wilson and Cougars. He's he was born for it. So, um, Clemson South Carolina. That's always a good one. I mean, yeah. Clemson. We'll talk realignment here in a minute. Could be future. You know, they bring that uh, rivalry into the SEC. Um, Tennessee, Florida. I mean, again, it's one of those things where it's been great games, but you know, neither program has really been yeah great for a while. Right. Um, probably one of my favorite ones in the Big Ten is Wisconsin and Minnesota playing for Paul Bunyan's axe. Yeah, that, I think that's cool. got to be a top three trophy in uh, college football. One hundred percent. A few others. Uh, the game. Or was it, yeah, the game, Harvard-Yale, uh, you know, two teams that were great way back in the day. Yeah. But, you know, Ivy League, you know, they get to have their time in the day. Uh, Doesn't Washington and Washington State s- state have a good? The Apple. Or is, or is it Oregon? or I know somebody out west, like northwest, has a good or, rivalry. Washington-Washington State's got the Apple Cup, and that's usually yeah. a pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Is that the good one? Uh I think no. Oregon, Oregon State is more baseball. I think no. as far as Hang on. I know they're rivals. They do, they do have they do have a but, good one. Um, but USC Notre Dame. I mean, that's always that's when I was debating for five. Um, uh, let's see the backyard bowl Pitt versus West Virginia. What we get this year? Mm-hmm. Last time they played was uh, in twenty, I think, or two thousand and eight or, or two thousand seven, uh, and that was when a. Uh, uh, Pitt ruined West Virginia's chances at a national title, and then uh, then uh, Mississippi Mississippi State the Egg Bowl that's always got yeah. for some like trashy like good one. fun yeah. uh, in the SEC so that's always a good one too. I would say Tennessee Alabama, but that hasn't been a rivalry in a long no, time. I was gonna say it, it gets a lot of hype a lot of times, and then yeah, I could say LSU Michigan Alabama. and Michigan State. Yeah, Did I you thought say about that one that. That's a good one. Michigan Michigan, Michigan State's a good Michigan one. State. Uh, I mean, Penn State's got rivalries with Ohio State and Michigan um, and Pitt. So, I mean, there's just so many good ones that you could Wisconsin you could have. and Ohio? Wisconsin and Ohio State don't really have much of a rivalry. Um, Wisconsin and uh, – Is it Utah then? Wisconsin and Iowa, I think, have a pretty good uh, yeah. rivalry. Is it Utah? Utah that has a good – I mean, the Holy War. That's Utah-BYU. Oh, that's Utah-BYU. Okay. Yeah. I thought about um, – uh, Arkansas, Texas. That's back actually really good. Back one. from the Big Eight days. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good rivalry going back in the SEC. Um, I mean, Arkansas got game. them last year. Yeah. Did y'all say Florida and Florida State already? No, I didn't mention Florida, Florida State. Florida, Florida State. That's is a good, good one. one. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. It's like when I wanted Virginia Tech and Virginia. When I've wanted 
Virginia Tech and Miami there for a minute was a nice little rivalry. When I've wanted Florida State to win, Florida wins. And when I wanted Florida to win, Florida State wins. It was like I've never got on the same page with Chandler in that rivalry. So it's funny how that works. Yeah. Um, yeah, college football. What, do you, what else can you say? Um, Real quick, just touch on uh, just the realignment news because I know we got heavy in the, our top fives. Um case, you know, anybody's missed it, uh, the Big 12 is making push for uh, a few of the uh, Pac-12 teams, which is they should. Oh, yeah. Um, do something to survive. Yeah, you got to do, do what you can. I mean, the Big 12 has a chance to really be that number three conference in college football. Um, the Pac-12 is kind of on some of life support at the moment. Uh, Oregon and Washington are kind of just kind of a wait and see because the Big 10 is really – the Big Ten and the SEC are waiting to see what Notre Dame does. Notre Dame kind of holds all the cards at the moment with the realignment. So the Big 12 is going in and, you know, saying, hey, Oregon, Washington, the Arizona schools, um, you know, getting uh, – let's see, it was yeah, those two. And then uh, they're going after uh, – actually, it might have been those just those four. But uh, going after them and saying, hey, you know, those join up and let's make something happen. Yeah. Which is smart by them. What what small school Philly that's uh let's what small school that's been playing quality football would you love to see join one of these bigger conferences? Well, they actually like, did. Would you it. say I like mean, Cincinnati? Well, well Cincinnati's, Cincinnati's going he'll to. He'll be the big. They'll be in the big, big twelve. Big twelve. So what? What other team? Man, it's tough. I mean, Coastal Carolina's one that uh, you know, especially if the ACC does lose some members. Um, Coastal Carolina looks like a school that they could be primed to make that jump to the ACC. They've been playing a lot of really good football the last few years. Um, they would definitely be one I would keep an eye on. And then you know it just depends on you know some of these some you know that sun, the Sun Belt division or conference is one of the better smaller conferences in college football. Anybody um, you see making noise though if they join these conferences? I mean you know it's weird. Troy always had that feel like they were like right there they had they had good players they were just on that verge like if they got an offer to make a jump to even go from like the Sun Belt maybe to like the American like the American Athletic Conference you know just taking like baby steps and then maybe getting that offer to join in on like the ACC or someone or even if maybe even the Big 12 it would have been fun to see but uh, you know Coastal Carolina would probably be my choice just because they're playing a lot of really good football they got a really good head coach uh, they bring back one of the better uh, quarterbacks in college football this year, um, that would be my choice for one of the smallest. I mean, Boise's still out there. Um, oh yeah, Boise. Boise's still out there. You know, Colorado State's another one that seems primed to get picked up. You know, if the pack really wants to survive, it might be a school they have to look into to, you know, add to the conference. But uh, yeah, I think Coastal Carolina's a good one. What about you, P? Any schools you want to see jump into a bigger conference, and if you think they'll make any noise? I mean, just kind of from what's already going to happen. I mean, like Cincinnati. I mean, that that's I thought was a good one. Seeing what like last year's team could have done, and if it had played an entire year in the Big Twelve, in the Big Twelve or something like that, would they still be, um, you know, what they were? You know, and I I don't think so. But um, anyway, then Boise is obviously one of the ones you always have to mention. Uh, Do they? end up somewhere and can continue. You know, they've already, they've already been kind of down the last few years anyway. That's that's the thing um, with I, I was hesitating with Boise. Yeah. Because I think the three that you look – I think the Big 12 got the ones that you look at and you're like, these are ones that can make that jump. You look at, you know, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. 
But, I mean, Boise, it just seems like, though, every time you think, can count Boise out, they always seem to be there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if they go to a bigger conference, like you said, it's not going to do anything but better their recruitment, right? Yeah. So all, all I know is if they're going to have any chance of competing going forward, uh, these smaller schools, they need to make the jump now and get it going because once all these – you know, once these uh, super conferences begin, um, there's just no chance that these little schools are going to have an opportunity to play in like a, a national championship or the playoff, you know, or anything like that. Yeah. Until we go to a, which obviously once we go to power conference or super conferences, we're going to have to expend, expend the playoff. I mean, that seems to be the only. I mean, I mean it, yeah, it's the only possible way that a little school is going to get in because, I mean, they're going to be the ones getting feasted on by. And what could you I mean? Know, these gauntlets. <laughs> oh, I agree, a hundred percent. And it get to a point where they don't want to expand the playoffs, then it's going to be real easy for the Big Twelve or Big Ten and the SEC to be like, "All right, you guys in the NCAA worry about your national championship. We're going to go ahead and we're going to slide off here, and we're going to have our own national championship." Yeah, and obviously, I do believe that eventually we'll probably get there. Eventually, there'll probably be a Power Five or whatever they call it, like a Power Five. Five national championship and then a non-power five national championship, which I'm not against. I I'm mean, not either. I mean, like it would be more exciting. It's another great football game, you know. I mean, it just kind of makes sense because you really are crippling the small schools with this kind of movement. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, imagine. Uh, I mean, you know, I can't think of a small school that would be in the SEC, but just envision a power, you know, a super conference to where you know. Let's say Vanderbilt, for instance. Mm-hmm. Let's say they finally get a good squad, and they're going to go Georgia, Alabama, LSU, OU, Texas, A&M, in like a six-game span, you know, something like that, where it's like, oh, my God. Like, if they win one, that would be amazing. It's like, but they're probably going to go 0-6. Well, see, that's know? a question that got brought up, uh, you know, like on today on, like, PM, uh, part of my take is that you know, some of these schools, like I, maybe like a Vanderbilt, like a Duke – like a Stanford, you know, some of the more academic prominent schools, mm-hmm. when's it going to get to a point where they're like, this fucking sucks? Yeah. Like, why Why are we even doing this anymore? Right. And here's the thing, you know why? And Stanford has put out some good players, right? Stanford is, no, Stanford is a, I don't know why they brought up Stanford, because Stanford has also got some pretty decent football tradition. Yeah. Um, but, again, it's one of those things like, why they want to get, the reason why is because, they're going to get paid – their schools are going to get paid so much fucking money. I mean I just heard today, which was kind of a shock by me uh, – to me, is that you know Kansas football brings that school more, still more money than Kansas basketball does. What? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I, it's because the TV money. Yeah, the TV money. Insane. Yeah, so the football the, – uh, and you know when they go to bowl games, you know, like say like the OU or one of these other ones go to like these bigger bowl games – Whatever money they get from that, they split up within the conference. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you can go to, uh, you know, they go to the, uh, I mean, the Alamo Bowl, it's okay money. But say like Baylor going to the Sugar Bowl, the money they got from that, they get, they take back to the Big 12 and they split it up within the conference. So, yeah, Kansas football still makes, will bring in more money because it's like press a TV than Kansas basketball, which is completely insane to me. I mean, I get it, though, if you really... Sure. Because Kansas basketball isn't really prominent on TV as much as um, until March. Yeah. Let's just say that, until March, right? End of well, February, March. And as we all know, so, football is king. Yeah. I mean, 
Well, it's college or pro. I mean, it's king, so it's going to make the most money. Yeah. But I mean, you look—you know—this jump that they made that USC and UCLA make. I mean, they're they're making a jump because those schools are going to be making something, you know, around eighty million dollars a year. Jesus. Because the new TV deal that the Big Ten's about to get. Yep, for sure. So, well, cool. Now that's that's a good touch on college football. Obviously, you can tell we're excited because we just talked about it for forty-eight minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah. Super, uh, can't wait. Once you get under that 50 days, now it's like, oh man, we're, yeah. you know, you're like, oh man, a month <laughs> and a half. The itch starts yeah, getting no, dude, sure. once, once like August hits, I feel like you guys are going to be like, how it's on, doing the scratch and no. all that shit. So, no, it's no, on. That's no, that's, that can't be happening. What? It says Albert Pools is going to be in the home run derby. Oh, that'd just be awesome. He might die swinging that much, but. It's he can nice, do it. It's a nice segue to the yeah, to MLB no, talk. Sure. Um, yeah, let's do it because a uh, week from today is the All Star or is a home run derby. Excuse me, uh, but it's All Star break. Oh uh, fuck yes! Acuna is going to be in the home run derby. Oh, that's nice. I haven't that's seen dope. anyone. In, where are you seeing this at? All on Twitter. You know, bro. You know, Philly is the plug, bro. Well, I got Don't that ask too. Him. But I'm just saying. I, I just, I just, I type in. Philly in knows, search, Philly knows. I go to bro. the search bar and I type in a home run. Philly Derby. Schaefer, all right. Philly Schaefer. Out Ronald Acuna, the Braves. This is Ken <laughs> Rosenthal, by the way. Said posted on Instagram that he will participate in the home run derby. Pete Alonso, we knew he was going to be in the home run derby. Yeah. But then Albert. Give me hey, a, I want to see that though. Yeah, well, I ain't gonna lie and, to you. You know, I I think I sent it in the group or whatever where they're saying that Stanton's probably going to be in it. So this would make this yes, would make I want to see that too. So let me tell you something. This just this talk right here, this instantly this is why the home run derby has now superseded the slam dunk contest oh, yeah. as the better all star event. It never has. The all, I thought the the slam dunk contest to me for a while was like the home run derby before they before they changed this, the the how format it, format yeah thank you. Before it changed the format, it was kind of fucking boring. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing, but the thing about the home run derby is that every year you're more than likely to get superstars, you know, no, that, uh, willing true. willing to be in the home run derby. But as I agree. Opposed I think to, the, I think the dunk contest was a better product for a, a while. You I would, make it I would really say cheap. peak. I would say peak dunk contest though. Like if you add in like Vince Carter's dunk contest, if you put That's in right. like Zach Levine and Eric Gordon's dunk contest, I mean Jason Richardson would go in there and put on a fucking show. It's just yeah. it's too inconsistent. You I know agree. what I mean? It's but, too inconsistent, and you know what you're going to get from baseball. Yeah, but and I superstars mean, and players. I mean, trust me. I I mean, obviously, I, I lean towards baseball anyway. But yeah, sure. But um, I'm kind of play devil's advocate there. Think about when we talk about home run derbies. Who do you talk about? You talk about the nineties. Me, home run derbies. I never hear you mention anything new. So it's like that's because, bro. That I grew up though. I'm like no, that's, no, no, I get that's what, what I'm I, saying. I'm like, just saying, which shows you that the home run derby hasn't been like super, super exciting. Unless you're just like, there's been some good years. I mean, mm-hmm. especially like I said, ever since Bryce since, Harper. Every, well, Hanver hey, Schwarber that, was. That's, that's post uh, format change. That's what I'm saying. Since they did the format change, oh, yeah, it's baseball 100. percent yeah, uh, but before that, there was there were a lot of. I thought Bryce Harper years. was still in that year with. No, that was the year between with him. He came up between him and Schwarber in the yeah. finals. 
I mean, I could think of some good years. It's just that when – I mean, I, I get what you're saying, though. You think a moment. Here's my the, prime baseball years, moments. though, were like 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Obviously, oh, yeah. wanted to watch Sammy and Ken Griffey and Barry Bonds and them do their thing. So, like, that was my prime. Like, I have to watch every single home run derby. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, even then in the 90s, you could still get some stars doing the slam dunk contest. You want to see what they did. I mean – you know, Griffey. I mean, you know, Bonds didn't do, didn't do it a ton. He did he did a fair. He did, I mean, McGuire would be in and out. I mean, the '90s had its moments, but I mean, in the 2000s, you know, Sammy in Atlanta, you know, Sammy, you know, in Milwaukee, put on a show, but he lost to Giambi. I mean, you look at some of these guys, you think like the best moments in some of these home run derbies, and really, like, it's guys who actually end up losing. Right. Like oh, you think no, you think. You think about Josh Hamilton put on one of the best shows in home run derby in history, and he lost to Justin Moreau. Bobby Abreu. That I, that was Detroit. That was one of the most <laughs> boring home run derbies I've ever watched. Wait, when he hit like Bobby Abreu, it I thought was that was in, I thought that was in uh, Philly. In uh, in Philly, no. wasn't it Bobby Abreu in uh? It was in Philly. He played for Philly, yeah, he played Philly, but it was in Detroit. Yeah, that's right. When Bobby Abreu was on the Yankees, right? Was he on the Yankees? Mm-hmm. He went against Ryan Howard. I think Bobby Abreu hit like twenty something first. That was in Detroit. Yeah. Was that in Detroit? Yeah. And Ryan against Howard, Ryan Howard. Ryan yeah. Howard won in Ryan Howard won in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I, I will give. Am this. I tripping? Man? I must be talking I mean, about. You're, you're close to it. I mean, he was on the Phillies. Ryan Howard was on the Phillies. Yeah. I'm talking about Bobby Abreu did this when he was on the Yankees. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. It wasn't the Yankees. He did it when he was on the Phillies. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Because yeah, he set the record for most home runs in a round and all that. And then he ended up going in the biggest slump ever yeah. after yeah. after that. And that's why a lot of players have stopped uh, doing it yeah. doing it because of that. We get into it too. You look at when Vlad won it in San Fran. I mean, it was cool, but it wasn't really super exciting. I mean, it was, you know, finally, I think it was the first time a right-hander had won it in some time. And of course, it was Vladimir Guerrero, who's a superstar. So. I love Vladimir Guerrero. Um, you know, it, it's it, but since they changed the format. Then you get stuff like Harper and Schwarber. You get Stanton and Judge. No. You get uh, was it who was it? you get Pete Alonso the last two years. I mean, you've gotten some really like primo stuff yeah. and exciting stuff. Keeping an All Star, would you guys would you enjoy seeing like um, the fastest like player in the MLB? Like a like if they did a race or something like that. Like would you, bases? like if they just had like. All Star Monday, and they did like a speed section, or they did like hardest throwing pitcher, which probably will never ever happen because they wouldn't risk injury. Well, see, that's the only problem. Is <laughs> like, like, would you baseball, guys want to see that? Baseball's got it figured out. It's not like the NBA to where they've got their weekend figured out. You know, it, the All Star Game's always pretty entertaining. Um, you know, you get to see you know all the stars, all that stuff. You know, I I still liked it more honestly when it meant something. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it when it determined who, for the who had home field advantage, advantage I liked like that. I mean, I think your stakes were high. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked. I mean, that's what a competition is: is you're playing for something. Um, you know, I I, I think baseball's fine. I, I, would it be awesome to see those things? Hundred percent. I mean, sure. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Yeah, I would like to see that. Players be able to I do for sure want to see fastest runner. I just I go. You know what? You think of a guy, I mean, imagine that first one and Tatis is running the bases and pulls a hamstring or something like that and goes down and you're like. Well, no, I don't mean running the bases. I mean like all-out sprint from home 
to first. Not just like trying just home to first. That's it. Well, I know, but even that, I mean, people get hurt doing that all yeah, the time. Yeah, right? yeah. It's just anything that doesn't make sense because it is like, you know, quote, unquote, the halfway in the season. you still got the second half of the season yeah. to go. It's a lot of baseball to play. A lot of these guys are trying to make pushes to the playoff. You know, they're worrying about contracts. There's a yeah. lot that goes into it. Plus, now. everybody wants to see home runs anyway. So. Yeah, so yeah. I think baseball's got it figured out. I, I would like to see more of the skill type thing in the uh, football. Football. I want to see yeah. some 40 football, yard dash. It's hilarious that they've got, you know, the king of kings as far as sports go, and they just have the most trash freaking all star. All star. Like, yeah, the worst all star. Yeah. I feel like they just need to not even have a game and just focus on skills competition. I think we talked about this yeah, before. We have. You know, I like the dodgeball and enjoyed all that other stuff, but um, yeah, baseball does have it figured out. But all star week, I mean, uh, you look at most of these teams, I mean, they're, they're kind of who you think would be uh, the all stars, the starters at least. You know, Kirk has been an absolute stud uh, for Toronto this year um, at, at the catcher spot. You got Vlad at first, you got Altuve, you got Devers, you got Tim Anderson, Judge, Trout, Stanton, and Otani mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, with um, the legacy selection being Miguel Cabrera, you know, last season, all that. So pretty freaking solid starting lineup right there. No kidding. Um, I mean. You know, and then, you know, an impressive bench on top of that. Yeah, that's uh, a pretty start. And Otani, you said, the yeah. MVP? Okay. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to brush over that. <laughs> um, you know, you look at the starting pitching. Obviously, it looks like Verlander is the starter. Um Incredible what he's doing at his age. I mean, the dude is just—he is like the Tom Brady right now. He is—he's having uh, an unbelievable year. Unbelievable year. I mean, he's got to be the front runner for the Cy, Cy Young. Right? He's taking over for the Cy Young. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, you know, I, I think it's crazy that Otani's made the pitching, uh, but that's a whole other thing. And hey, he's been. Hey, hold on, wait. He's been playing pretty good. No, he's, he's been he's, pitching ball like really good the last. Five six games. Yes, yeah, he's got a low ERA. A two point four ERA is solid as hell. I mean, I'm not, I'm not down. He just had like twelve strikeouts the other day. I think he's had. A, I think the last. I think he's had some a fair amount of strikeouts the last. Hell yeah, he's what been he balling. I don't know. I just obviously you just don't like Otani. We can get on that. <laughs> so, so obviously, real quick because that's so. I mean, as you mentioned, I've seen it too. Verlander looks to be the starter. Yeah. For the AL, who should be the starter for the NL? Yeah, that's where I was about to get to here. Um, boy, you know, Woo. Um, I can tell you who I think should be starting. I think I believe it should be Sandy Alcantara. See, I was going to go the other way. I was going to go Tony uh, Gosselin. Gosselin, yeah, and he's had a, he's had a good year. Um, for me, the reason why is because the Marlins have good young talent, but it's right. really hard to make the Marlins uh, interesting at the, at this time. And yeah. he, outside of him and obviously Jazz Chisholm, mm-hmm. I mean, they he has done just young oh, no, he, work. He's been unbelievable. On a one point seven three RA, nine and three, absolutely. I mean, fantastic. Uh, you know, I went with Tony. Uh, He's eleven and zero with a one point six two ERA. Yeah, I mean, I get uh, that. I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic. You know, it, it's crazy that here here they are, the freaking Dodgers. 
getting guys that you know they lose a guy another guy steps up and you know Kershaw towards the end I mean of course he's on the list too on no surprise yeah um but I mean they just find ways to <laughs> pitching has just been unbelievable I mean Kershaw 34 years old 6 and 2 2.4 ERA I mean still doing it so yeah well he also he has so much talent around him now bro he doesn't have to go out there and be no, I mean that's true too. Ace Curtin, you know Clayton Kershaw. He could just be, well, let me just come out here and deal real quick and make this cool twenty mil. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's easy. Yeah, I think, but I, I yeah, Gonsolin, Gonsolin or Alcantara, I think should be the two should be the stars. Yeah. One of the two should be the stars for the NL. Um, no, obviously this is a fun time of year to watch all the talent. Um, you got a lot of future talent. It's cool to see the. Uh, uh, Julio Rodriguez make the All Star team as a rookie. Yeah, um, you know he clearly looks like he's got a bright, bright future. Yeah, he's a um, stud. Cause yeah, he's he's doing amazing things. Byron Burt, uh, Buxton, uh, finally healthy. You know, playing really good baseball. Um, it's cool to see him on the list. There's um, gotta give a shout out to my boy Jose Trevino, uh, Yankee catcher. Got the got the. The nod the other day, very cool video that they posted uh, online. Which baseball do more stuff like this? I mean, for God's sakes, show the show people making the All Star team do things to make the game fun because it is awesome to see. Because uh, Trevino's been around for a while, you know, one of those guys bumped jumped around a little bit, uh, makes you know gets um, backup catcher as the Yan- on the Yankees ends up kind of working his way into that starting role. And uh, you know, an all star. So let me, let me ask you this real quick, because uh, guy uh, who obviously you and me know well, the guy who's <laughs> been on the Yankees uh, for a little bit. Are you kind of surprised Anthony Rizzo didn't make the team? You know, one thing there has you know he's had injuries throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean the twenty plus home runs is nice. Um, you know, in a big name like he is. Uh, you, you think that that will, you know, make him uh, jump into the um, jump into the All Star game? Problem is, you look at the guys in front of him, mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously Vlad Guerrero, mm-hmm. and then uh, Luis uh, Alvarez mm-hmm. <laughs> sent three forty eight. You know, I mean, has been an absolute star for that freaking Twins team. Um, you know, I, the problem is. The name gets you in that conversation. The home runs, all that, super sexy. It's just unfortunate he just got beat out by a couple guys. I mean, yeah, his average. I mean, his average isn't incredible, but I mean, the twenty yeah. home runs, fifty five. I agree. Guys. He did. There were some guys on here deserving more so than him, but he is balling for you guys. So I think the two welcome. that stand out. To we got to give our shout out though, bro. Come on now. What? What? Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we got to give our shout out. Very happy. Cubs for them. suck, but hey, they're balling. So I just want to say that. Well, go ahead. I did see two that stood out the most, and it's unfortunate they play the same position uh, in the National League. Um, stay, kind of stand on first base. Josh Bell and Freddie Freeman, I mean, both, not only are they having a great season, but I mean, they didn't even make the team. Yeah. Uh, Josh Bell, right now, his, he's got a slash line of 304, 386, and 491. 19 doubles, two triples, 12 home runs, 47 RBAs, and 44 runs. I mean, I don't know if it's because, you know, yeah, they only get one tough. player on a. I mean, they are. He's on a terrible team, 
with the Nationals. And, of course, you only get one player for the most part. Most of these bad teams do. And so Juan Soto was that guy. But, man, Josh Bell is having a hell of a season. And then Freddie Freeman, he's got a slash line of 304, 381, 494, 11 homers and 54 RBIs. Oh, and he's down an agent. Uh, Needs somebody. Yeah. So, uh, but again, the Dodgers have so many people already going. But well, those two are definitely two guys that deserved, you know, at least some love. There, there's that. The problem is probably the two best players in the freaking National League <laughs> happen to be playing first base right now. But Paul Goldschmidt and CJ Cron. No, and Pete Alonso. Oh, Pete Alonso. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't even mention CJ. You're yeah. Right. CJ Cron's uh, having a hell of a season. But I mean, Alonso. I'm not sure. I could be making this up, but I think he's leading uh, majors in RBIs. Alonzo's got four ahead of CJ Cron. Yeah, so leading Jeez. leading the majors in RBIs. Paul Goldschmidt's the leader for MVP. I mean, it's like <laughs> you just kind of yeah, no kidding. It's probably first. Place. Well, I'll say this: one of those two guys actually might have a chance to take Bryce Harper's spot oh, uh, right. for the spot because he's been he's out. Right. They said, How long is he out, by the way? Well, I saw uh, William Contreras. Is gonna start uh, in a Harper spot. Who? Uh, William Contreras for the A's or A's the Braves. Okay. So, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, definitely feels wrong leaving those guys off, but it's just unfortunate. There's a lot of talent that no position. Kidding. Yeah, there really is. I mean, that's that's a loaded spot. But uh, you know, early. I mean, obviously, just early. You look at the teams who you got winning. The All Star Game. Uh, talent wise, I mean, obviously there's a lot of talent on both sides, but uh, I think it's going to be too much. I think the AL's got got the upper hand. I'm going to ride with the NL. I'm going NL. Yeah, I'm going NL. Shocker. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's not even. I don't disagree with you. I do no, feel like the AL has saying, a, yeah. a lot of talent, bro. They're stacked up, but. The NL's not – they're not lightweight. <laughs> they're stacked up too, and they have really good pitching as well. So, obviously, I think these guys are just going to go out here and have fun because, like you said, they're not really playing for anything. But um, I'm going to go NL. His name is William Contreras. He's Wilson's brother. Is it? Yeah. Oh, how about that? <laughs> Get the name right. Contreras brothers. Get the respect. Uh yeah I I mean I I mean really it's I mean you're really just picking I mean being airs I mean you look at the the AL is I mean it's stacked but I mean the NL you know and even then you start getting into like you we start talking about you start getting into some of those reserves and I mean the NL I mean those they've got guys behind them that are really good but yeah I uh, I'm gonna ride with the NL and uh, you know they've. I mean, guy we we haven't really talked about Manny Machado is having one hell of a season. Yeah, he's, he's really been carrying that Padres team. Offensively. Finally, I mean, this is what they've been wanting. This is him. the this is the Manny <laughs> they paid for. Yeah, exactly. I mean, him and he's then that pitching all that staff is money. doing well. And then I mean, Jazz Chisholm's really fun to watch. Trey Turner's fun to watch. Um, I I, I mean, I'm not the biggest Jock Peterson fan in the world, um, but you know, the outfield you get Mookie and Ronald. I mean. It sucks that Bryce is hurt. It sucks that happened, but because he was balling too. Yeah, but then of course, when you look it over at the AL, and you got Trout, Judge, and Stanton in the outfield, and that's just 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I that's mean. That's ridiculous, it's dude. Go, it's going to be an interesting Watch game. that's going to be. That's actually, if, if any if any team could do it, the Yankees are going to put that together one day. Watch. Trout goes to the Yankees. Preston, we're never going to hear the end of that shit, bro. Fuck that. Yeah, you know, fuck that. Problem, I will veto that I will, shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably what happen if that happens is huh? Trout will just be like a shell of himself. Won't even be. I had. To, I mean, yeah. I, With our I, luck, I couldn't even. I couldn't hit fucking sixty-five home runs, batting three fifty. <laughs> I couldn't even. One hundred thirty-eight RBIs. I love watching Trout play, but I and then I'd be like, you know what, man, it sucks. Can't pull for you anymore, big dog. And that's it. If Trout would have played, but think about this: if Trout play actually played on the Yankees like his entire career, dude. He would be what baseball like. Trout is what baseball needs, but right. he low key needed to be on the Yankees. Be because it would have elevated. He needs to be. He would have. Yeah, he needs to be aware. He, he elevated. Be it would have elevated the league. I feel like just yeah, him yeah. being I mean, there on the biggest market. Right. I mean, obviously. Well, I think we see that with Judge. I mean, you know, Judge is not obviously gets a lot of stuff right out the gate just because he's a huge human. That yeah. it's that's a, that's a fun story to play off of right there. I don't. You can make an good. argument that it'd be Trout in Boston is every bit as big. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, Trout in Boston. I agree with you. I mean, he, yeah. when he when he when his contract came up, like four hundred sixty something. Yeah, contract. and which was again still looks like a cheap fucking contract. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you you imagine the storyline of him going home to play in Philly. Yeah, I mean that would have been a huge storyline. That would have been a huge storyline. Or line, if like the miracle would have happened and he would have went to the Cubs, that would have been an even bigger. All, story all, I'm, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is this. Unfortunately, it's just different when you play for the Yankees, bro. It's just it really is. I, just, it's just different, dog. Like it really is, and I hate. To say that with all of my soul, but I, I, it I is just—it's just different. Bro. I get it, but I disagree. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I think Trout in Boston would have been, especially with how Boston's been over the last. It's not the Yankees. Day, I mean, no. it's, I, I, it's like, I, Trout, I know where Trout, 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 Trout. I just don't. I, I mean, just because the Yankees haven't been, this is the first time in a long time where you look at it like. The Yankees are now back to being the Yankees. But yeah. the Yankees are always going to be the Yankees. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, and if Trout would have been on that team, this the team in the last who knows how long, it probably could have been a little different. But I'm just all I'm saying is Yankees obviously are the biggest market in baseball. Well, they are, yeah. I mean, right, I and then that. close second is what Boston. I L A. Be honest with you. Or LA, they okay, him, LA then Boston and maybe Chicago, something like that. Right, we can go down that, but. It's just the Yankees. It's just different. The history and everything is just different, bro. I, yeah. I hate saying it. It's just the truth. Yeah, I, just, I don't tend to agree. <laughs> it's with just it, true. So. <laughs> it is. Um, if you think baseball, the first thing you think about is probably a Yankee system or the Yankee sign, like Yankees. Like when you think MLB, you're like Yankees. I'm not, and I'm a Cubs fan, bro. I'm not saying no, I'm, not, I, I, I'm not even trying to hype it up. But if you, t- baseball Yankees, and Yankees go together, I mean, like I, it's just it is what it is, bro. Like just, it is. I, you're <laughs> I'm not, sorry, you're not, not going to get me to agree. I'm so. sorry, you're not going to get me to agree. And I hate saying it, but it's just like. Just remember like the Chicago fans. Best, remember no. the Chicago fans. This is I think this is the second time he's probably betrayed your city. 
I'm not trading. <laughs> I'm just being real. I'm just being real, bro. Like when you think basketball, immediately you think of the Lakers or Boston Celtics. Immediately, I think the Chicago Bulls. What the okay, hell are you okay, talking no, no, about? No, no. I'm saying te- for teams, bro. Like, yes, I agree. But I'm just saying if you put it in context, you NBA Lakers. The Lakers. Jerry West is the freaking symbol. <laughs> I mean, if I add those He's two, I think more of probably. I would think more Boston than anything. Then what? The Lakers. Oh, you're saying that? Yeah, yeah, and that's. I said Boston or the Lakers, bro. But you, no, well, just, no, no, no. You're hyping up the Lakers a little bit more than you are Boston. I think like when I think of basketball, if I think about it, I tend to, I go with Boston more than I do Lakers. When I think basketball, I instantly think Michael Jordan. But I'm just so saying, I think like, the Chicago Bulls. But what I'm just what I'm saying is, if you you get what I'm saying, I don't even have to say it. You just don't want to agree <laughs> with me. You just don't want to agree with me, so that's fine. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. What are you wow. doing? Okay, that was, that was a good <laughs> Yankee fan. Got to just be quiet and listen. Yeah, fun. Philly so, knew what I was on. What I was trying to say. So. You were just trying to. You were just trying to. It sounded like you were trying to give a little Yankee little Yankee hand job right there. No, I was not. <laughs> All I was saying was like, bro, if you think baseball, like Preston, just lean back and just let it are the team. And I get what you're saying about Boston because they've been around just as long. And you can easily say that about the Cubs too. But I'm just saying, like, it's just. I mean, 20, 27 championships. You, it, I mean, that's tough. Speaks for itself. Babe Ruth speak speaks for itself. Mickey yeah. Mantle speaks for itself. Like they just had so much star power to elevate that team to a whole other level. Which to me, and even though we've all agreed that he needs to get out of there, that's what makes Mike Trout is that he stuck around to try to make this team. But yeah. I think he needs to get out personally. Yeah. I think they need to trade him. Well, let's and, just finish up baseball talk with just saying that saying. Uh, they've got two of the most electric players on the planet, and Otani and Trout, and Jesus both of them find a way to do something special that, that, each night. That team is an absolute dumpster fire. Just got swept by the Orioles and uh, going nowhere fast. So something Otani's going to leave happen. first. And let's just say this now: I, I don't see it this year, but I, I mean it's starting to pick up some traction. Do you see one of those players getting traded before the trade deadline? This year, Mike would no. be, Mike would be the one I would see get traded. No, I, I think the, I think the Angels owe it to him. Yeah, well, to I'm do, just to saying it is starting to pick up traction. Nobody, I, I don't see it happening this year either. Not not me. Not if not the, if it did happen this year, Mike would be the guy. Right. I don't. I see them writing it out. But the first to leave, I disagree. I think it'll be Mike. I think it'll be Otani. I I I don't know. I, it, it's hard for me to say. I would probably say Trout first. I think that in itself will. I mean, when you have the best player in the game that you're able to dish out and try to build off Who's of. now 30? You know, that's true. But he I mean, is injury prone. I mean, that, that's, it, that's. But, like, Otani, to me, seems like a harder sell. Not because it's not, he's not electric or anything like that. It just seems like that. Are you saying just from a trade standpoint, though? Yeah, like, what? who would go first? And I'm, oh. saying, I'm saying I think Trout makes the most sense mm-hmm. because I don't think you get as much from Otani. As you would obviously with Trout. When is Otani's contract up? Isn't he in the contract year? I have no idea, to be honest. I That's what I'm saying. I think he will sign somewhere else before Trout requests a trade. And I think what's going to happen is Otani will sign somewhere. The Angels be doo doo, and then Trout will request. I will say this: I don't. That's and I. I just don't think it'll happen that way. I think it'll get to a point where they're so they're. I mean, again, they're so bad, is that teams will. Start flooding their phones for 
for seeing what they want for Mike. We'll give you 10-year first-round draft picks. I mean, first-round draft picks for the next 10 you years. You look at teams that like need <laughs> – I mean, here's the thing. So, just stick it to it. Honestly, you look at – because shit happens. You know, the best teams in baseball during the regular season don't always win the World Series. That's, that's just how it is. For a team like the Yankees to go all in, would it, does it hurt to make that call? Hell no. I mean, you throw Mike Trout in that lineup the way it's going right now, and we've seen that lineup, too, have moments, as much star power as they have in it, they've had moments, and Preston's mentioned on the pod before, where they have kind of dry spells. Now, granted, that pitching staff's just been great for him this year, but you throw him in there. But you look at other teams that need – could you you throw him in that lineup and they're contenders right now? I mean, look at their their rivals across, you you know, Subway Series. The Mets can easily make a call right now and just check to see what his availability would be. I mean, stick it in that NL East. The Braves can make a call mm-hmm. and see what his availability is. I mean, teams that are – the, the one thing I would hate is if he just fucking went down the road to the fucking Dodgers, which is unfortunately feels like something that could happen. It does, and I hate that. And I hate it, it so much. It doesn't seem possible, but yeah. But uh, it's just – you know, you check out teams that are on that verge to be – Really winning, mm-hmm. and I mean, it, it wouldn't hurt for Boston to give them a call. I agree. I mean, because I mean, you know, that offense is like, just like the Yankees; they got a star power, and they've literally they'll hit skids. Yep, for sure. Um, well, let's talk real quick a little NBA. Not much has happened since our last episode. Nope. Um, but uh, just a, a few key little things that have popped up. Uh, one that we've been talking about for a while. I don't think any of us had this team picked out for Aiton, but uh, looks like Aiton's going to the Pacers. Dude, that is. That was a shock when I read that. This yeah, morning. that's a shock. Uh, I would say um, bad idea for Aiton and uh, great, great thing for Miles Turner, to be honest with you. And I feel like Phoenix is really coming up if they're um, getting Miles Turner because – they're losing a little bit of offense from Aiton, but they're gaining more defense because Miles Turner has been a block leader uh, with two times in the last four years. So um, I think Phoenix will be gaining a lot. They're not losing a whole much in offense. I think Miles Turner's built up a really good perimeter shot. Um, he's now shooting around 36, 37, 38% from three. Uh, like I said, he's going to be a force down low, going to get you about 10 to 12 rebounds, maybe about 10 to 12 points a game, three blocks. So I feel like Phoenix isn't really losing a whole lot. They're getting a player who's going to have a better – who's going to shoot a better three and block more. So, And Miles Turner's a hustler too. Um, I just think that Miles Turner has to be involved in this trade. Um, oh, or, yeah. Or why the fuck are they even yeah. talking to Indiana about it? Unless they're getting some bonus. Well, Sabonis is in Sacramento. Oh, Sabonis is in Sacramento, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Sabonis is in Sacramento. Which, so, yeah. They're, they which, have by to the be way, that would be great. I mean, if they somehow got Sabonis, that would be great for they Phoenix, have to. too. They have to. They um, have to get Turner. They, they have to get Turner. You know, and another – they admit, I was listening to it online. Pacers wouldn't have two of the same type of players on no. post. That, that being said, no they get DeAndre Ayton to go with uh, Halliburton. And uh, I'm kind of wondering if how much Carl Avert is involved in this uh, trade as well. Um, but you get how you get Aiden. I mean, the Pacers would have a decent young nucleus. Yeah, but they also lost Malcolm and they lost T.J. Warren. 
That's I mean that's, so, that's true. You know, you're going into a situation where first off for Aiton, it's like you're going from a team who was just in the finals a couple years ago to a Pacers organization who's having to rebuild. Well, you're going from Phoenix to Indiana. I hate to say it, the Pacers. I mean, maybe the Pacers are the ones that are offering. They give them. They have the best deal on the table. Sometimes that's just all that matters. I mean, really. I mean, even if it's not the ideal destination, but for the uh, for the organization, they got to go with what's the best deal on the table. And I mean, Miles Turner. You know, they don't have to pay that DeAndre Ayton contract. Um, they can go and maybe sign a pretty uh, a damn good uh, backup point guard. To you know, take you know, give Chris Paul a little bit of, you know, take some relief off Chris Paul because obviously we saw in the playoffs they just wore Chris Paul down. I mean, the really those. I mean, it started. So you with, need that same type of player though. So you would need well, like sure. uh, maybe a Rondo. You can probably get him on the vet minimum. I don't know if I want Rondo if I'm Phoenix. Why? I mean, if you look, he would be the only person on that team with a championship. Uh, wait, I mean, Javale McGee went to the Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he knows what it takes. Rondo has too. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, Rondo doesn't bring the same kind of skill set that Chris Paul does. From a facilitator, maybe standpoint, but, he, but, like a but not from an offense. Yeah. Um, oh, let's let me see here real quick. Um, see, they got a free agent tracker. Fuck the athletic man! I fucking hate that. I mean, to be fair, there may not just be many. Good ones out there, and so far there really isn't. <laughs> no, I mean it's pretty fucking. Dude, dead. people are locking up point guards these days, man. Well, I mean you gotta have a good. They're backup. locking up point guards. I don't know. Maybe they. Oh, not, no, they there's really nothing out there. Either way, Phoenix is gonna be. Obviously, Miles Turner has to be on the board for them to make that happen. And if he's not, then. Oh, if he's Indiana. not, then you're not making that deal. Yeah, you're not making that deal. So, um, I'm just interested to see what's going to happen. Obviously, a lot has taken place over through through this free free NBA free agency so far. Um, now, of course, that happened. I sent you guys that text. Uh, was it this morning? And they said it was pretty close, and still nothing has happened. So, well, you know how it is. It'll yeah, happen at 12 a.m. for some reason. And then Adam Schaefer let us know because, you know, he never sleeps. <laughs> so we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens with that. Well, no, no, no. This is NBA. This is this is Woj territory. Adam Schaefer, oh, is, yeah, Woj, he's, yeah. Not this, he's not in this yeah. world. He gets he, he gets crushed by Woj yeah. when it comes to that stuff. I forgot the uh, – who just fucking picked up – did the Braves just pick up Robinson Cano? Uh, yeah. San Diego. Yeah. That just happened? Earlier. Yeah, he he uh yeah, he joined the Braves. He got signed on by the Braves. I think he's playing tonight against the Mets. Yep, sure is. Got a hit That's right off crazy. the bat. Wow. Well back to NBA have you guys watched any summer league? Yeah. I uh obviously I'm very invested with the Thunder Summer League. Uh what you like and you like what you see so far? But yeah, you know, Chet is, uh, you know, they're having that monster, you know, that first game. I mean, he's been solid. Um, the shots have been, it's been kind of, it's been a little inconsistent the last few games. But, uh, I mean, one thing that's not inconsistent is his defense ability. I yep. mean, that guy is an un, I guess I just, I mean, obviously Gonzaga, you don't watch many of their games. But when you get to watch it, like, you know, in 
prime time and watch him. I mean, literally, it's it's tough for anybody going to the basket against him. Oh yeah, no, it's fun. He's he's a a strong rim rim protector um, and going to be a great fit there with that defense. So that shot just keeps. I mean, he keeps. I mean, obviously, he's going to. And obviously, I think you're going to see more consistency with that shot as it goes forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing you have seen though is I've seen some guys that you know on back to back nights like they did with. Kenny Lofton Jr., you know. He, I he was just of, about to say. He like, did kind of bully him a little bit in that game against Memphis. Um, I need to see Chet look a little more. My my knock with Chet is obviously he's a great player. Uh, and a lot of people compare him, I guess, because of his body type to maybe KD, maybe the way he handles oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, his body type. He's, some of the way he, he is not too, I mean. as athletic as KD is. Um that's how I feel about it. And one thing about it, because if you look at him run down the court, he's a little on the slower end. But obviously, when he gets down there, he makes up for it with his great defense. He's able to spread the floor. He's able to hit the shots. Not as consistent as you want to see it, but obviously, it's going to get a lot better. Just know he has the capability to do it. Uh, I really, really want to see him. And I know it's early, and I know everybody says it. I really, really want to see him in the gym. Well, yeah, I, mean, I want to see him. I want to see him with his trainer every day, eating right. And I'm not saying you got to put on, you know, you got to be the size of Zion, bro. But you definitely will get big bodied. In he's the sitting NBA. at 190 right now. Yeah, and he's seven foot. Yeah, he's seven. Yeah, he's seven one. That's he's that's at 190. You're I mean, light. Yeah, he is. You're light. So now, Giannis is gonna murder you. Well, I don't think you know what I mean. Like, putting, they're not, not trying to him on Giannis. Yeah. Well, I'm just, he's gonna eventually be on him. I mean, that's just what, the switch offs happen in the NBA. Oh, sure. Everybody's so fast. Everybody's so quick. Everybody's trying to get to the hole or shoot a three. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, if you you putting you're gonna be playing against the best basketball players on the planet. So these guys, these vets, they've been in the gym. They know what it takes. Well, and sure. these superstar athletes, they take it to a whole nother level. So. Obviously, he has some work to do. He's only a rookie. He's like, what, 19 years old? Mm-hmm. He has plenty of time to develop, but I just want to see it now. So that in a year or two, we're going to be like, okay, the oh, Thunder yeah. the Thunder are ready to make some noise, bro. Like, we're pushing for a finals run, uh, especially with the team they have. They, so. I mean, to be quite honest with you, even in the three games or the games watched, he hasn't been the most impressed player to me. I mean, Josh Giddy's been the most impressive player to me. I can't believe Giddy's playing. I, I don't really understand. I mean, it, a lot of time it, it surprised me too, especially after the year he had last year. Yeah, <laughs> but he also did miss a lot of time last year. Yeah, um, toward the end of the season. Um, so and this he's, is probably just him getting back into it. And he's a second year player. You see a lot of second year players playing. In yeah, the, uh, it's just kind of weird. I felt like he's already established. We kind of know what he can do. All that don't really understand why he needs to be playing summer league, but that's a good point. He didn't play I a lot there it. at the end. It gives him a lot of chance too to work on. Stuff that he needs to work on, like his shot. Um, you know, he's getting getting a chemistry with some of these young guys, like Chet. Like, and then the guy who, and like, I, maybe it's just because he is the second pick. So I, you know, I kind of have an idea what I'm going to. And then he came out of the gates in game one, but uh, Chet did. So I have a tendency to be a little bit higher on a few other guys. I've been super impressed with Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. Yeah, that guy has been super impressive to me. He came out the gates the first game with Chet, a little sloppy with uh, some turnovers, but his shooting, his shooting, his slashing, his ability to get to the hole. I mean, it's uh, he's a very smooth uh, 
uh, hand, I mean, very smooth getting to the basket. Um, he's really been impressive to me. Um, of course, I've been watching the other third round, first round pick in Diang, and I'm just. I just don't fucking get it, dude. <laughs> I, I know they're all like, this is kind of pressing. I was like, yeah, it is his style, but fuck, this guy, he's not very good right now. Yeah. And I, I mean, honestly, you could have got A.J. Griffin, and you could throw him in there, but whatever. Um, I play, a couple players I've been impressed with is definitely Kenny Lofton Jr. I love his style of play. I love how he uses his body. Um I love how he he has a he's pulling up on threes. You look at him and you're like, what the fuck is this dude doing on the court? And then he's just out there just balling, bro. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Um, another guy who doesn't get a whole lot of talk or credit, Mac McClung. McClung. Well, Matt McClung. The problem look, is Matt McClung's been in a lot of pubs since he was like in high school. Yeah, but he's he's undersized. But I watched him in this this last summer league and he dropped 22 points. And dude, he's just. Improve this game, and I know we're talking about you know it's the summer league. It's not the best of the best, the creme de la creme. But dude, he's improved his game a lot. Yeah, his distri- the, the way he's facilitating the ball, getting up and down the court, um, he, the way he's dribbling, he's isoing, dribbling between his legs, pulling up, hitting threes, and that was like his 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 two knocks coming out of high school or going in, coming out of college was his his. Ability to hit shots, mm-hmm. and he's a little undersized. Yeah, but he can jump out of the gym. Oh yeah, his athletic he can jump. Yeah. Athletic ability is nuts, and he went and did a switch underhand under the hoop layup, hit it. You know, he's just just watch the highlights of his last game. And he's right now playing for the Warriors, and he yes. signed a ten day with the Bulls. He signed a ten day with the Lakers. All it takes when you have a player like that is for him to get out there and have. A string of good games, and all of a sudden he's getting signed for the rest of the year, and he's going to be a great role player on somebody's bench. So, hopefully, we can see that happen because I love the way he's improved this game a lot. Yeah, well, it happens when you get to be with the best organization in that sport. So, <laughs> uh, but I mean that True that that uh, that's uh, or I mean the one who stood out to me, I mean guy who hasn't played in a while is James Wiseman. So. Um, for that, I mean, then as you go as rookie wise, Bancheros looked great. Jay Nivey before he got hurt looked great. Yeah. Um, I mean, those guys look like they're they're ready now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, NBA wise, really not much going on. Just some of these stuff. Yep. Well, let's uh, finish up with some entertainment. Uh, somebody saw Thor. I did. I actually saw it twice. Are you surprised? Yeah, twice. I'm I surprised. Twice. Twice. Jeez. Yeah. I'm surprised too. I had someone invited me to go see it again. I was like, sure. Um, the second time though was probably that I think it hurt a little bit more than the first. Um, you go to the, the first time I saw it. I mean, it's fun, and I still thought it was fun the second time. But the more you you get to see it again, it, the jokes are very hit or miss. Mm. It's it's a little cornier. It's like they went off that the Ragnarok vibe, and. Uh, they try to just recreate it, and man, just sometimes it's just tough to re- recreate that kind of magic. Right. Um, uh, Hemsworth is great as Thor. I mean, he's he's Thor. I mean, he's the only guy I can ever see playing Thor. Um, he's one of those guys that you put in the same category with like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, uh, Downey as uh, Iron, Iron Man. But I mean, there's just some guys who just are that role, and that's Hemsworth. Um, you know Natalie Portman's great. Great little storyline for her coming back, and she's uh, she does great as uh, Mighty Thor. Was she ripped? She got she got pretty jacked. She got she jacked. Played, yeah, she got pretty jacked uh, for someone who's so small. I mean, there's a scene where you see her, 
and you, she is just, an, uh, just a really a tiny woman. And uh, I love Natalie Portman, by the way. But uh, yeah, she's just not a very big woman. But for what they did for her, getting her in shape to play Mighty Thor, it was great. Her chemistry between her and Hemsworth is one of the best parts about it. Um, but the scene still in the movie is Christian Bale. And uh, I went into it the second time thinking, wow, Christian Bale needs to be in this movie a lot more. <laughs> um, I liked how they – obviously gore is a little bit different than in the, in the comics than they did it in the movie. But he there are times in it when it's really fucking creepy. Um, and I wanted to get more of that. But you know they went other ways. Um, just I mean some of the stuff just didn't really hit as well. Um, it's still fun. It's still some of the you know probably one of the funner just entertainment wise Marvel movies in a bit. But I gotta say Marvel's kind of hit a little bit of a lull here. Yeah. They've hit a, they've hit a spot that they're probably not really used to. Um, I mean if you really look at the last few ones they've had, um, Black Widow. It was okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm you saying. look. I mean, that's what you say. You start there from last year. You go Black Widow. It was okay. Um, Shang Chi was fun. Eternal sucked. Shang Chi was badass though, but it was so cheesy. The problem is that the ending it was so the parts. ending was so was very cheesy. It was so cheesy, bro. Um, I mean, No Way Home was great. Uh, that's been the best one. Um, then of course, then you get to uh, you know Doctor Strange, which was pretty good. It had elements of being really good, but they wouldn't lean into it. Then you got Thor, which I mean, it's good, but and it's fun, but it's just it's it's not as good as the last one was. Um, uh, for rating, I probably would give it a three point like seven five out of five. Damn. Um, what would you have gave it after the first time we saw it, though? I probably, I mean, it'd probably been a little bit closer to four. I think sometimes when you you see it once, you come off a high. I think. As we talked about with Top Gun, you know, first time we all talked about how much we loved it, and then we all saw it again, or at least you and me saw it again. Did you see it twice? Okay, yeah, so you and me saw it again. I mean, it got better yeah. with the second viewing. Thor did not get better with the second viewing. Uh, so, yeah, I think a 3.75. Um, it could be a 3.65. Me, anywhere in there, but... Um, I mean, it's still a fun movie. It's still a good movie to, you know, enjoy, but it just... There was it was lacking um, in parts, you know, story, you know, jokes, things like that. I mean, I think Marvel coming up, it's going to be really interesting what they have coming up because I think they really kind of need Guardians of the Galaxy to not only obviously it's going to make a ton of money. I mean, Thor's making a ton of money, but I think they need it to be like a critical success too. Yeah. I don't think they're in dire straits because they they're just not, had no, no. Spider-Man. Marvel, Marvel is never in dire straits. Don't yeah. let it get up. Don't. Just, I mean, you plus have, they have really good Disney Plus shows too. They, yeah, I like I like so, three of the four. I like three of the four, but uh, the um, but the movies just it just obviously it's not the same. And of course, some of that goes into you know some of the other guys leaving. Yeah. Do you think they're stretching themselves too thin though? Do you the think they're trying is, to do too much with like doing the shows and then having all of these spinoff movies? And well, the problem is, is that superhero movies have just saturated the entertainment market so much that I think that's another that's one of the parts of success of Top Gun is that it's not a superhero movie. It was more realistic. It's a real. I mean, it, yeah, you put it. You get a you get a star in there. You get you know something that people want enjoy seeing. You get great action. Get a really good story. I mean, it's something that's different from 
uh, superhero movies, and I think that's what people are going to want to see. And I, you know, it's it's weird that stuff like I mean, it's weird stuff like something like Lightyear is such a disappointment because you would think that to get away from like superhero movies that would be a hit, but. And of course, the Minions turned around was a huge hit. I think people are more focused on something that's more. If I don't know, but maybe maybe people are more into dark and real. I think that's why Batman was such a hit. I think that's why yeah. um, Stranger Things was such. A, I mean, obviously it was already hit, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Stranger Things yeah. season four was so popular because it was just more realistic and darker. I guess. So it'd be really great to see like if it was a bigger release, if something like. Uh, the new movie, The Gray Man, that comes out this week, mm-hmm. to see if it was like an, a theatrical release instead of just being on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Too, um, I mean, it'll be in the theaters and it'll be on Netflix, but it'd be great to see how that would do because that seems like that'd be kind of a movie that'd be primed for, you know, the kind of you know, uh, customer uh, fanfare to you know really be a big uh, show. So, I don't know. After after seeing Top Gun, I kind of need like a. Zero Dark Thirty movie or uh, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, but the what, problem is, is that when you when I you, need a movie like that. Yeah, and then of course we talk about this, and we talk about superhero movies being saturated. They were turning around something that was great, The Northman that came out, and it fucking bombed. I mean, it it didn't make much money at all, and that was like a hundred million dollar production. You throw in another probably seventy five hundred mil in marketing. I mean, and that bombed, and it was a great movie. I thought that would be a movie that was going to make a good amount of money, and it just didn't. You said The Northman? Yeah. Hmm. The Viking movie? You know what movie I did end up watching, uh, finishing, finally? Doom? Oh, yeah? I can't wait for number two to come out, bro. Dude, yeah, number two is going to be sick. <laughs> I uh, can't wait. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Doom. Uh, you told me to watch it. You said you really liked it, so. Yeah. Um, and then... Anything else entertainment-wise? I just started the new Apple TV show Blackbird, a uh, new true crime show uh, starring Taron Egerton. Uh, it's really good so far. They put out the first two episodes. Um, something that I'm still watching The Old Man on uh, Hulu, FX. That show's awesome. And then I uh, finished up uh, The Bear. I think I talked about that last episode, mm-hmm. but that, I mean, yeah. that's a really good show. Recommend that one, too. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? You watch anything? Uh, no, I've actually, it's funny because I told you, like, I've been in the mood for, like, American, like, war action type. I've yeah. been, I watched White House Down uh, Sunday and or Saturday, and I watched freaking Olympus is Falling yesterday. Term- have you watched Terminal List? I did finish that. Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, I what? watched the Terminal List on Prime with Chris Pratt. Oh, no, is that good, though? Yeah, it was good. It was inter- yeah. You finished it? Oh, yeah. God damn, Philly, you're a beast, bro. <laughs> <laughs> How does Philly do this, dog? God I just find I, I, I make you know. What do you think? Fridays, I leave open to like watch as much shit as I can. Like I knew Friday, I knew Friday when the two episodes of Stranger Things came out. I was like, do, I know my do. four hours. I know Friday, Friday night, date night. That's what you do. Friday night, date night. I watch food a movie. for myself. I yeah, my, I open a bottle of wine. <laughs> put, I sit there, put a candle on. Yourself. Light <laughs> a candle in that bitch, and I'm like, here we go, and we're off. Fresh out of a bubble bath. Yeah. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, I'm out looking for stuff to watch right now. It's been very kind of. I'm trying to get in the boys. You know, I'm trying to. They get finished the, that, and that was great. I'm, I'm trying to get that going. I started it, and I was just like, I'm not ready for this yet. And I was See. just like, I just feel like you got to be in a mood, yeah. bro. And after Stranger Things, 
After me just binging that shit, I'm well, like, the problem is that the boys is very. It's just it's just different. Yeah, I mean it just it's just different. I mean it's super violent. Yeah, uh, it's super wild. It's just wild. Yeah. Um, I mean it's a it's a great show. It's a fun show. I mean, literally following the, following Stranger Things with that was a great way to like cap off like any kind of like summer like watching. I'm gonna try to get into it. I'm gonna try to get after it. So. How was uh, Yellow Town? Yellow Town or Yellow what's Stone? What's, yellow Stone. I'm sorry. Yellow Town. Yellow Town. <laughs> Follow the Yellow Brick Road to Yellow Town. <laughs> Oh, Yellowstone's fantastic, dude. I yeah, it's great. I, I absolutely love that show. So, so you think I should give it a try? Oh, yeah. dude, if you got time, I if you like, if you enjoy stuff like Western, yeah, yeah. modern day and Western, I mean, it's fantastic. I might need a good Western. Yeah, is it actional? Oh yeah, all right. It's slow at times, but uh. the, the slow part of it is like the beautiful country. I mean, like it's all like like showing Montana and how just absolutely gorgeous it is and all that. So, I mean, there it's. It's good. I mean, trust me. It the the good the 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 big scenes make up for any slow that there might have been. So. All right, all right, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a shot. There's a good western on uh, Hulu too called Hostiles. You haven't seen that. Billy, what the? F- how the? F- <laughs> Do you're like this <laughs> never-ending dictionary of entertainment you're like questioning michael jordan for being good at basketball <laughs> yeah dude like golly. i would never do that I, I went and like rewatched all of his games last year and uh, i was yeah. just like <laughs> no that's Leo. i was just critiquing him like man uh, no it's i i just saw i was on hulu last night and i saw it was on there and i was it's one of the, it's a movie i mean it's one of those movies you have to be in the in the mindset for uh because it's pretty fucking sad at times but uh it's really fucking good Christian did you Bell. watch snowfall yet that's what I. That's what Shawnee is start next. Okay. I watch Yellowstone. You watch Snowfall, and then you get back to. I bet you watch Terminal List, and then I mean, you actually watch Yellowstone too. But watch if you're in the for some like combat. Watch stuff. Terminal List first. Yeah, watch Terminal All List right. first. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it today. But I will watch Snowfall, and I have seen. I have seen like have you the first it? few episodes of Snowfall. So. Okay. All right, I'll give it a shot. All right. Well. Good episode. Solid. One thing I did want to mention right before we leave is the Open is this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Tiger Woods will be participating. Uh, you didn't start that? I know, <laughs> I know. I know. I <laughs> know. Uh, you could have, like, weighed us down like we got to Yeah, you could have told us. I know. I yeah. like, like, Tiger well, Talk. My, my thing is I'm trying to, like, keep my expectations low. Sure. You know, keep it down. I mean, as you should. It's I've been, my life I've been getting too excited going into these things and just disappointing myself. So... Hopefully he gets out there. I just want him to be healthy. Get out there. It sucks to see a guy who can only play two rounds, uh, you know, and not have enough energy to really get into the third. third you want him to feel good grind. and get some confidence, so, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't mean – obviously a win would be fantastic, but I just want to see him go out there and compete for four days. That would be fantastic. That would be great. That, that's a win for Because that's, yeah, that's a step in the right direction. So, that's what I'm hoping for. We'll definitely be watching. I'm uh, super excited. Beautiful course. The old course, man. So uh, make sure you tune into that as well. Other than that, guys, we're going to catch you next week. Uh, looks like we got a Tuesday episode next week where we'll be recapping the Home Run Derby and uh, watching the All-Star Game. So be super excited with that. And, uh, you know, we'll break down all the, the news from college football, basketball, and everything else. So until then, guys, take care. And uh, make sure you follow us on social media. Next week, top five coaches in college football.
Oh, bang. Ooh, chitty chitty bang bang. See you guys. Later.